Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I am your host, Anthony J. And here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way, shape, or form during their lifetime. Happy Friday, fam. We made it. Another week in the books, and here we are. It's launch day. That means every single Friday, you're going to have a new episode dropping on this podcast. Not to mention, Monday, Friday, and Sunday, you will have new episodes dropping on this podcast. Now, I'm going to try to stick to that, guys. I know I have the time now during this quarantine. I know it's ending for us here in the Midwest and Illinois next week. Kind of, you know, it's getting back to normal slowly but surely. So I'm going to try to stick to that. So what you have on Mondays is Motivational Mondays where you basically have me giving you a swift kick in the ass to get your week started on the right foot. Every Friday, you will have an interview type of podcast where I bring on a guest to tell their story, whether that be fitness, nutrition, or mindset related. And on Sunday is a super simple episode called Coffee Talk. Now, this is where I sit down with a guest I've had in the past or just a friend or a nutrition coach or anyone in the fitness and nutrition space, could be an entrepreneur as well. And we sit down over some coffee, we get super, super caffeinated, and we just talk about what's going on in our lives and what we do to get ourselves ready for the for Monday, um, the the next week coming up. You know, tips and tricks to do. So I do urge you to really tune in on Sunday. Grab a cup of coffee, wake up, and just go to the Everyday Growth Podcast. Hit play on coffee talk and just enjoy the conversation. And that's really what it is. Uh, I try not to set up the microphones those days. I try to take the professionality out of it. I just want it to be a super easy, relaxed conversation between two people. So you guys, please tune in on those three days, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. You're always going to have something new to listen to throughout the week. And I do want to say thank you for each and every one of you who've actually hit that subscribe button, whether that be on the podcast and or the new YouTube channel. Um, we These podcasts now are put on my YouTube channel. You now put faces with the names so you actually get to see who's actually talking and you get to see this ugly mug once in a while. So please tune in on that. Subscribe to that channel. Subscribe to the podcast. That would be great. Whoever hasn't yet, please do that as well. And whoever has, thank you guys so much for being here. It means the world to me that you actually sit here for a a couple minutes out of the week and uh, listen to my dumbass ramble. And so that's kind of the blueprint going forward for the podcast. I'm going to try to stick to at least three podcasts a week while I can. As I get a little bit more busy, I'm going to at least give you guys two. And I definitely can't stick to that. I'm going to make that, you know, my non-negotiable throughout the week. My my guest this Friday is a, uh, to me, he's my coach. Um, he's my mentor. He's someone that I look up to more than I even told him. So if he's hearing this right now, Jason Phillips, you are the fucking man. You are the myth. You are the legend. I thank you so, so, so much. And uh, you've done so much for me in my life. It, it is truly amazing. Um, guys, this is the man who got me out of my nine to five, who got me out of the corporate America world, who took me away from a fucking horrible job that I had, overworked, overstressed, underpaid, underappreciated. And guess what? I studied nutrition well before I left that job because I knew that I was going to leave eventually. I just didn't know when. And the time was closed. That window was closing in. I just felt I felt the dirt coming in in the hole and I needed to get out. I needed to break free to do what I wanted to do in my life. And we talk all about creating impact in this podcast. He puts it so beautifully and so perfectly what we need to do through our lives. And it all starts with mastering oneself. And without doing that, Nothing else can happen. I know a lot of people might hear that right away and be like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm strong. I know what I'm doing. You're the exact person we are talking about. 
you have to love yourself. You have to use that as, as the concrete slab to build upon. Without that, you might as well build your castle on wet sand. And that is truly, truly the way to look at it. We have to have great foundations in order to help other people out in this world. If you're, especially if you're a coach, coach of any type, even a personal trainer, you are a coach. You have an obligation to give the best result, the best coaching, the best tips and tricks that you possibly can. And you can't do that without facing the person in the mirror. And that is you, my friend. And if that rang a bell with you, then Jason has a really, really good, you call it a program, you can call it a tip. He actually asks people to do this in the podcast. So please stay tuned. Like always, guys, take notes. This is this is an hour of talk that you will never hear again. You couldn't pay a certain amount of money to hear what this man has to say. So my guest is Jason Phillips on this podcast. But before I let you guys go, I do want to talk about the sponsor of this podcast. That is Ambition Threads Company. Now, you guys know me. You guys know I wear this stuff. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it uh, come, come on over and follow me. It's everyday Anthony J on Instagram. You guys see I wear this stuff. I post about it. It's an amazing, amazing company. It's up and coming to be one of the best apparel companies inside and outside the gym. And it's grown on three things. This is the backbone of their community. It is hard work, faith, and persistence. And they believe that is the three keys to success toward your everyday life. Now, Ambition Threads Company just released a bunch of new stuff. They have their distressed hoodies. They have their, their women's tank. They have their signature tees. You guys name it. This is the dopest gear I've ever come across. And I'm so happy they are a sponsor to this podcast. So head on over to Ambition Threads Company. Pick out a couple of things, toss it in the cart, but make sure you use code every day, all in caps, every day for 20% off. Guys, so happy that you're here. Happy fucking Friday. I can't wait for you to hear this podcast. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jason Phillips. Man, I am so happy right now. The man, the myth, the legend, Jason fucking Phillips is finally on the podcast, brother. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm well, man. I'm well. Uh, first time anyone's ever introduced me with an F-bomb in my name, but I, I guess maybe that's a, a pre-frame as to what is to come. Uh, it truly I've is, never huh? been accused of being PC, uh, <laughs> but I have been accused of bringing lots of value. So I hope that we bring a lot of value to the listeners today. Uh, and, and we'll see, we'll see how many F-bombs come out, dude. <laughs> awesome, man. First off, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and thank you for your time and energy, man. Uh, it, it means the fucking world to me. It really does. And I just want to say, I, you know, face to face, man, thank you so much for all you've done in NCI, what you've opened up to me and my, my community and my life. I wouldn't be where I'm at, honestly, without you and the impact that you brought and me going through NCI. You've really changed my life, man. I just want to tell you face to face. Oh, dude, that means the world to me. Um, Wow. I mean, speechless, dude. It's rarely to get me speechless, but, uh, dude, I mean, it means everything. You know, I think, um, when we, when we put NCI together, um, you know, that was the goal. It was, there's, there's education in the world, but I don't believe that the level of education is bringing the level of impact that we truly need. And I, uh, I want impact, man. I want, I want lives changed. You know, in fact, I want a billion lives changed, right? I got a billion person mission. So, dude, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's a grind, but I, I'm never going to fucking stop, dude. Like, it's, it, it lights me up. I, I mean, people are like, how do you put in the hours that you do? And, um, bro, there's nothing more in the world that I want. That's it. Like, this is it. Like, this is all I want to ever do. So, 
Yeah, dude, it's amazing because like you guys, community, we were talking um, a little bit before we got on here, just like how we do. We can just go for days, you know, but uh, we stopped that short. We started to get going on the podcast for you guys, but that was just the thing is like connection, right? Like I told you, I'd rather work with a small group of people and create as much impact as I possibly could than to have 100 to 200 clients and just be spread so fucking thin. I don't know what I was doing. And that's the one thing that I love the message that you just keep putting out there. It's just like you keep saying impact over everything, man. And it's just like, it's the honest to God truth. You can only get in with somebody as much as you're willing to get in with them. And you're only going to get out of them as much as you want to get out of them. But right. That's like your big overarching theme right now. It's just impact, impact, impact. How did you come to that, man? You know, it's really interesting, man. Like, so just quick background. Like I, uh, you know, I failed probably more times than the whole universe combined. Um, like, you know, everyone, everyone wants to have a conversation around success. And I always like to start the conversation inside of failure because you have to understand that my failures are actually largely the reasons for my successes. Um, and so I, I started, I started broke. Like I, you know, I got into, I, I got into coaching after an eating disorder. That's a whole nother conversation. Right. But when I really committed to building a business, I was fucking broke, dude. Like couldn't afford a cup of coffee broke. And literally was like, listen, life cannot get any worse. I, uh, you know, I can't afford coffee. I just embarrassed myself in front of my girlfriend. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I just quit. Uh, I quit like literally four months prior, a multiple six figure job. I'm like, the only thing I know is that I want to help people. That's it. That's the only thing I knew. I'm like, and, and fuck it. If I already can't afford coffee, how much worse can it actually get? Right. right? Like, like, you, like, hey, you want to come after me? I got nothing. Like, you want to take nothing from me? Take it all. And so I committed to that. It was like, I don't care if I don't know how to make money. I don't care if I don't know life, right? I don't care if I'm lost, but I do know that I have a gift and that I can help people. And I do that. I really want to fucking help people. And, and so I decided to triple down on that, man. I, you know, I, I came home from a trip and I said, I'm just going to help people. And I started reaching out. How can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? Bro, I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. 90 days later, I was making over 10 grand a month and I had tons of clients, right? Like my stock was on the rise. Business was getting exposure. It was insanity, dude. And, uh, that right there showed me if you choose impact over everything, you'll always win. The right that like Gary Vee says, right? He's one of my earliest influences. He says the right thing is always the right thing. Right. And in my case, the right thing is always to choose impact. The yeah, I, that, it has to be that way though. I mean, it's like, so before when you, right before you bought your last cup of coffee, I know the story. I know the community doesn't know the story, but I know you were, I know you were broke at that time. You're on vacation um, with the girl at the time. And it was like, holy fuck, my car didn't go through for fucking coffee. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Um, right there, was it because, do you believe like that turning point of impact was because you weren't doing what you wanted to be doing and you didn't know what you want to be doing? Did you kind of have like a revelation at that time where you were just like, what the fuck am I doing? I need to go back to what I really want to do in life. And that's great impact with people. It wasn't that I wasn't doing what I wanted to. It was okay. I questioned whether what I wanted to do was valid. Ah, Right. Fantastic. And so I think so many people in this world, they know what they want to do. They do. Right. If we went outside and we said, listen, money's off the table, security's off the table. You got everything you need the rest of your life. What the fuck do you want to do? They would be like, they had spouted off quickly. Right. The problem is people don't see validity inside of that. They think 
right? That's pie in the sky. You can't have those things. You can't have money. You can't have life and have satisfaction and fulfillment. And that's bullshit. But that was me. I hadn't truly, you know, and I always say go all in, right? I hadn't gone all in. I had not gone all in. And this was my all in moment. This was like, I did it. I went all in. I chose nutrition coaching. I chose this as my vehicle to create impact over everything. And so when I left that trip, I said, fuck it. Like, I'm going to, to accept this as my reality. I am going to choose this as my reality. And I'm going to make it come to life. And that, like, that was literally the decision. That's fucking awesome, man. That's fucking awesome. Did you start NCI from that? Did you start right away? Or was it just like your own personal brand of nutrition? Because no. I, know, I know at that time when you first got it all involved with NCI, it's like people looked at you like you were fucking like a weirdo, right? Like you were like, what the fuck are you preaching, Jay? Like, what are you <laughs> preaching? And you're like, you're like, you kidding me, motherfuckers? This is the real shit. You're all on that other shit that we don't need to talk about anymore. And I think you ruffled some feathers. Is that where you came directly into NCI? You're like, you got to make this thing the biggest thing ever. So I didn't start NCI right away. So I'll tell you the story of NCI. Um, so I, I, left, I left that fateful trip. I went home. I tripled down. 90 days later, um, you know, making money. And I, I kept going and kept going and kept going. And, you know, I, I scaled. And I, I, had a, I had almost a million-dollar run rate. Like I, had a, I was making about 85. Well, I was making 80 grand a month, right? And so I went, I went, to, this, uh, I went to this meeting. Uh, it was actually John Romanello's mastermind. Shout out to John because this is literally the this is the room where it all went down. Um, Craig Ballantyne was speaking there, and mm-hmm. I went there and I said to Craig, "I said, you know, I'm at this point. I'm making eighty grand. I I don't know the viability of scale in a one-on-one coaching business, and I also know that exiting a one-on-one coaching business is very difficult. So, looking into the future, what are like what do you think the next steps are?" And he was like, dude, simple. He was like, you have a gift. He was like, you get results that no one else in the world gets. He's like, I've watched your clients. You are the best. And he's like, you got to teach that to people. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And he's like, you got to write a certification. And I was like, ha Like, I literally like, I laughed at him. I laughed at him. And, and I said, I said, hey, there's that blue hexagon company. They're pretty fucking famous. And they run our space. I said, right. I don't know how I can compete with them. Like, you know, and, and he was like, dude, and, and he said, and, and like fair play to him, he said, you got to figure it out. Like he, he didn't try to give me any tactical bullshit. He said, you got to figure it out. And so I'll never forget, man. I left that meeting. I got in my car. Um, I was driving from Santa Monica to Arizona where I was living at the time. And I got halfway home and it was like, boom, like ton of bricks right in my face. And it, it hit me. I knew what my competitive advantage was. And it wasn't that I was any smarter than John Berardi. It wasn't that I was any smarter than whoever wrote the ISSA or whatever. Like, it's not that I was any smarter than any of these guys. It was that I understood human connection and I understood application of nutritional principles across the board better than anybody on the earth. And I knew I had to take that knowledge and put it into a certification. And if I could teach people to take what they know and apply it at a higher level, that I would be serving the world at a higher level. And it was clear as day. Like, like, I mean, bro, like I pulled into my house three hours later, parked my car, got out, didn't unload anything, 
ran to my desk, opened a journal, wrote the course outline, and never deviated from it. No shit. Like, dude, it was that fucking clear. And, and so I wrote it, I announced it, and yeah, I announced it, like, I honestly sat on it for, fuck, man, like 90 days, 120 days, and I finally announced it. Um, and, dude, the rest is history. We, we, sold out, we sold out the first three classes in 48 hours, um, so clearly there was a demand. Uh, and I've learned a lot of lessons along the way with it, but as it sits today, I think that it's rapidly rising as the most recognizable cert. Uh, which is super cool. I mean, listen, we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go to catch the other guys. And, and we will, um, but it's, it's being recognized for what it is, which is hands down building the best coaches. And that's all I care about, bro. I just want to build great coaches that can help people uh, at scale. And that's it. And you're totally doing it too, because as soon as this ass, the ass end of this other thing falls out, everyone's going to come back to this and understand like, you know, like Gary V, like this motherfucker, Jason's been saying the same thing that we haven't been listening to because this shit is so fucking sexy that let someone cry on your shoulder type of coaching is so stupid. Like, why, we want, why would we want to do that? That doesn't work. This sexy shit up here that we can sell the same shit to every cookie cutter fucking person that there is, that is sexy. It is sexy to get in shape in 30 days. And the realization is you're missing out on the entire piece of the fucking pie. And I want to congratulate you on that because you've paved the fucking way for actual physical connection that creates all the impact and all the change that anyone's ever going to fucking need. Uh, I mean, dude, I appreciate that. And like, you, you know, the one thing I'll, I'll point out there is you said that like I, I said it when it wasn't sexy and you're right. Like I've never changed my message. And listen, when I, it, it's just like when I got, like when I got popular in the nutrition space I, I didn't get popular because I was well-liked. I got popular because I was hated. Like, people didn't <laughs> like me in the CrossFit space in 2000 and what, I don't what was it, like seven years ago, so 2013. They didn't like me, right? I came in with this radical idea, you know, and, and you got, like, the fucking perfect marriage of CrossFit and paleo. And, like, Dude, they came in. I was, I was about to say, that's how I got on top of you. Yeah. I actually saw you, and you were talking what you wanted to do, and I was like, paleo's the way, bro, because these guys said it. Literally, I was one of those motherfuckers. I was. Nobody liked me, and so I, but I stayed true to what I knew, and here's what people didn't understand. I had already lived the ramifications, right? This wasn't conjecture. I didn't, like, I didn't extrapolate this in science. I lived this. I did the CrossFit thing with a bodybuilding diet, and then I tried paleo, and I destroyed my own HPA axis, right? And I don't, I don't tell that story a lot, but I did. Like, that was the foundation. And day after day, I was training for regionals, right? I was a pretty good athlete. Yeah. Day after day, I was training for regionals. And day after day, I fucking hated my life. And I got to the point, bro, I, I kid you not, I was spending, I was, I was working with James Fitzgerald. I was paying $500 a month at that time. I'm sure he's way more expensive today, right? But back then, that was a lot of money for coaching. And I walked in the gym one afternoon for my PM session. You know me, right? What do I love to do? I love to squat and deadlift, That's right? It, baby. I, got, I, got right. Big, I got big numbers, right? Yep, big Those time. are my wheelhouse. And so I loaded up the front squat bar with 135 to warm up. I did five reps, racked it, took the weights off and walked out of the gym. No shit. I had no desire to be there. I had no energy to train. My joints felt like shit. 
I likely hadn't had a real night's sleep in five, six, seven nights. Unless that's what I, I, that's what I was going to ask you. How long has this been going on for now? Like, how were you just fighting the feeling of I'm fucked up? Or are you just fighting it like this is normal? Just, you know, I, I just kind of thought it was part of being an athlete, right? right. Like, um, you know, I, I just thought, man, I've, I haven't trained double sessions. And um, I just thought it was part of the deal, to be totally honest. And, it's so true. you know, I, I guess I, I forgot how good you could actually feel. And um, I wasn't about to quit, right? Like, I wasn't going to be that dickhead that just quit. But then my body quit for me. Like, that year, I got to the Open. And mind you, I trained all year, right? I did, I did the OC Throwdown Qualifier that year. I, I destroyed almost every top athlete in any of the engine tests, like, I, like the very first one, I'll never forget. It was an, it was an AMRAP of wall balls, hand release deadlifts, and hand release burpees, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I, I fucking killed it. Um, I remember because I flew out to Arizona the next week, and Moses Cordova was there, and Mo was like everybody knew Mo was like the shit, and he asked me what my score was, and I beat him, and he was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Right? Like, never forget that moment. And then we went head to head on the next workout, and he just fucking pounded me. Right? But. Um, <laughs> So like, shout out to Mo. I love him and he's an amazing athlete, but, um, and we actually built a really good friendship. Like I really, really like, oh, yeah. um, but like I got through that and then right before the open dude, um, the week before I was just doing a workout with a ton of muscle ups, um, just like strain my biceps tendon. Then the second open workout was the overhead squat chest to bar. It was the first year they ever did it. And I tore my labrum, right? Oh. My body literally said, fuck you. You're done. And, and I, so I started connecting the dots, right? I started reviewing like the last year and I realized every time I got to this massive place of overreaching and overtraining, my body got hurt. And it, it wasn't because I was irresponsible, man. Like I warmed up. I, you know, I, I wasn't one of those guys that like, you know, when I squat, right? Like, so I, I can back squat five plus. And like when I squat, it's like 135, 225, 275, 315, 365, 405, 435, 65, 95, like in the fives. I'm doing a lot of reps to build. I do not make irresponsible jumps, right? And so for my body to continuously break down like that, I knew something else was off. And, and I knew that it was like a physiological response and my body was like, I just can't take this anymore. And so I started doing research and I got to give a little bit of credit where it's due, man. Like I met Mike Castelli and he started introducing to me the, the concept of inverse cortisol curves. The first time he ever, it was the first time I'd ever really had my eyes opened to uh, HPA axis and adrenal function at that level. And, and he said something to me one day and it sparked my interest in, in that. And I went in that rabbit hole and that was, that changed my life. Like I, I found what I needed. I connected the dots and I started sharing it with other people and other people started having their lives change. And it was like a domino effect, dude. I don't know if you remember circa 2014, 2015, every top CrossFitter in the world was working with me. And it was because like everybody just kept connecting the dots. Jason's doing what no one else is doing, but I won't say names. I was taking people to the games that were top 10 in the world that should had no fucking place being top 10 in the world. Like, <laughs> but I, but like we were overachieving while everybody else was underachieving and we were just moving on up. Right. Because we were doing shit the right way. We'd been doing it for a year. We had a periodized approach. Like we were doing it right. And man, like that was an amazing time. And so it was, it was around that time that I realized, man, we could, we could do things at such a big scale. Um, and, and honestly, like 
uh, the physique world made its way back into CrossFit. And that was kind of like when I decided to, to go my own way and do my own thing. Um, but yeah, dude, that was, that was really the foundation of how all this came to be. Can you just really quick, really quick explain, yeah. um, uh, the HPA, uh, access for everyone, for the community and everything like that, just to tell them like hormonally why everything was shutting down. So they kind of have a clue of what you kind of mean. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it in a way that they probably heard it more. They probably heard, um, adrenal fatigue. Right. right. And, and so just so that we get really clear before all the haters come out and they're like, oh, I heard this podcast and Jason Phillips is full of shit and adrenal fatigue doesn't exist. I completely recognize the medical community does not recognize adrenal fatigue. Ironically, they do recognize adrenal insufficiency. And if you look and you see adrenal fatigue and you look at adrenal insufficiency defined, I cannot find a discernible difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Yet to this day, I've researched it lots of times, cannot find a discernible difference. Um, effectively what you're starting to see is like when you're, when you're training, you need a certain amount of fuel and a certain amount of recovery, right? When that fuel and that recovery is not present, your body digs into its own hormones, right? Well, um, the adrenals are responsible for, for producing that stress response, right? Because you're, you're imposing a stressor into your life. You're training, training is a stressor, whether people realize it or not, you're intentionally imposing stress to facilitate an adaptation well, your body elicits a cortisol response, right, in the face of that sympathetic nervous system stress. And over time, if you don't have enough cortisol, what happens? You slowly start to release more and more because it's, like, it's not like glucose, right? You can't just have a shake and replenish glycogen. Yep, right. Or you can have a shake and replenish glycogen. You can't just have a shake and replenish your adrenals. Right. So you start to develop adrenal fatigue. You get later stage two, stage three, right, which is really, really gnarly. So in, in the beginning, your body is constantly in fight or flight. It's constantly sympathetic and it's overproducing cortisol. In late stage two, early stage three, we start to see the opposite. We start to see your body underproducing cortisol in response to stress. So you start, and that's where I was when I went into front squat that day. Right. I had no cortisol response. So I put the bar here, I squat, and all of a sudden, like, my body wasn't producing a stress response. It was like, fuck this. Like it was very flatlined. It was very, you know, monotone, if you will. Um, and, and I just didn't want to do it. So I fucking left. Right. Cause there was no heightened right. response. Right. And, and so a lot of people, they don't understand that because here's the fucked up part. When you first go on a diet, when you first go on a big calorie deficit, what does your body do? Well, in, in theory, right. And this is really simple. Um, in theory to lose fat, you have to live in a calorie deficit, right? Well, to live in a calorie deficit, it it directly means that you are intentionally not providing adequate fuel and or recovery for the imposed stress. We know that, right? Why? Because the desired adaptation that you were trying to facilitate is fat loss, right? You are intentionally imposing a stressor and that stressor is a calorie deficit, right? Combining it with other stressors, training, right? Neat, lifestyle, other shit that may be happening. And your desired adaptation is fat loss. Unfortunately, like your body, it needs fuel. It needs to be able to meet the demands of the other stressors that you're placing on. Right? If you're under a 500 pound back squat and, and glucose isn't available, it resorts to that cortisol response. Over time, your body diminishes the ability to produce that. But initially, cortisol is more powerful than stored glucose. Right. I'll say that one more time. Cortisol is way more powerful than stored glucose. So, so put that into the training scenario. Somebody is just starting a diet 
that has a perfectly balanced hormone profile will overperform initially in a calorie deficit. They will PR. They will fucking smash shit. And then they'll hit a massive, like a massive wall. Yeah, right. But, but this is where everybody's so fucked up. They look back at what they were doing when they were PRing and they're like calorie deficit and paleo. So I need calorie deficit paleo to PR. And everybody has it ass backwards, right? You cannot continue going there. You can go to the well once, you can't live there, right? Why did Rich Froning, the year that he had the flu at regionals, crush it? Because Rich is very good at recovering all the way until regionals. He got there, he didn't have the fuel, but guess what? His body had plenty of cortisol. HP axis was in a great spot, had no problems crushing it that weekend. That all comes from all his recovery and all the fucking chocolate milk the motherfucker's drinking, you know? Like, By the, by the way, how does MJ yeah. win the flu game? How does MJ win the flu game? He's got fucking hormone. He has stored hormone. He's not, like, driving his dick in the dirt. Right. He made it a he point. He made it a point. Time, but he's got Tim Grover with him nonstop, feeding him, making sure he sleeps, creating parasympathetic inputs, doing what needs to be done to recover, all of a sudden, MJ hits a shit spot. He's got, right, he's got food poisoning is what they said, right? He, he fucking throws up all night. He's got no fuel in him. How does he respond? Cortisol response. Plain and simple. There, it, there is scientific explanation. Nobody wants to talk about it because that's not sexy. You want to talk about the motherfucker was just an amazing bullet, and he was. Right. right, right, right. But nobody wants to look at it objectively like that. And those are just the bare facts, man. It always comes back to nutrition, man. And no one wants to look at it that way. Everyone wants to look at the, the sexy diet, the 30-day diet, this diet, that diet. And they don't even understand what they're fucking doing to their bodies. Like, if you want to spend all that fucking time, eight days a week in the gym, you fucking better get your ass in the kitchen. Like, you have to understand it all comes back to nutrition. And it's a shame when people look back at it and they're like, oh, I got to go back to the paleo. I had to go back to the calorie deficits because that would work. You wouldn't be in this fucking spot if it fucking worked the first time. So hey, why, are you, why are you saying that's what you need to go back to? It didn't work the first time. How many times do you want to try it? You know, like, that's like you, if you turned around and you were like, it's the same thing if you turned around and you were like, oh, I'll just go back the next day and front squat again at 135. I'll feel better. Like, because yeah. your friends see results. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Or because right. the media tells you. And, that, and then that's a really sad thing, man. Like, we live in a world where the media dictates everything. Yeah. And that is, that is a really sad thing too. And I, I think it's just that further ed- education of you creating impact through your community and everyone that is going through NCI. I think that's the first thing we all look at too. It's like, we know we just, it's one of those things like I did paleo right back in my, back in my CrossFit era. We started, man, I, I'll send you a pic. It's fucking hysterical. It's like 160. Wow, I was like 165, dude, abs and everything, man, dude, I'm 212 pounds right now. I quit CrossFit because like you, my test was in the fucking dirt. You know, my dick barely fucking worked. Yeah. And now I had to, I quit, walked away from my 50 hour job because of you and NCI, walked away from CrossFit. Everything a year later is restored. I learned everything what I was doing wrong. And it's like, that's, it's, it's so crazy. Adaptation, man. Like, that's what nobody wants to observe is everybody. Right. Thinks, they think they're the outlier. They think they can outwork oh. this. And listen, nobody wants to act like Superman more than me. Like, that's the thing. So, like, if I'm saying this shit, like, if I'm coming to you and I'm saying this, like, you got to understand this is coming from a human being that, like, despises sleep. Like, I don't like to shut down. People don't understand that about me. Like, I, 
I value sleep today at 35 years old because I know what it's done to my body. But like, you got to understand from 25 to 35, like, and, and anybody that's in my circle knows, like I hustled on Gary V level. Like the year that I built my business, I traveled 37 out of 52 weekends. Like I did things that most people are not willing to do to achieve results that I just wanted in my life. And so for me to come out and now champion recovery first, like you got to understand the source and the source is one that has fucked up more than anybody else. That's, that's, I, I, get so awesome. the, I get to be the teacher I am because I, again, right? Like I opened this with, I failed more than everyone. I have fucked up more than everyone. That's what I believe makes me the teacher that I am is I literally have fucked up more than any human being on the face of this earth. And, and I, I genuinely with everything in me believe God put me on this earth to be the greatest fuck up followed by the greatest teacher. Like I, I believe that with everything in me. I've been given the gift to articulate and to captivate. Like if you've ever seen me on stage, I promise you, I don't care who you are. I will hold your attention and I will compel action. Like I am like, that is my gift. Right. But to have that gift, I had to hit rock bottom and I've had to hit rock bottom several different times and in several different modalities. And you took me a long time, man. Like, you know, in my, in my darkest days and in my quiet times, I kept saying, like, why? Why does this keep showing up? Why am I a failure? And yet, like, as I've gotten older and older, I've realized, man, like, okay, those failures were put in my life for me to, to, for me to save lives. I shit you not, dude. I've never shared this because it just happened yesterday. Like, I had a client text me. Somebody that's come through NCI and somebody that works with me to build their business now. And say... I, hey, I need to submit my level one case study. And I said, okay, cool. I'll give you an extension. You're good, right? You're especially, you're a client. It's all good. And she said, yeah, like I, uh, I tried to kill myself last year when it was due. Stop. And I like, I didn't know what to say. Like, obviously you're extremely empathetic in that moment, but what do you say? And then she followed that with working with you over the last year has made me realize how selfish that would have been and has totally changed my outlook on life. And it's like, man, like if that's not, if that's not a confirmation that I was put on this or on this earth to, to change and to save and to create impact, I don't know what is. And I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how to put that in words. Like, I, I wish I could, like, you know, I'm typically pretty good. Like, I'm typically very articulate. But there's no, there's no words to describe that feeling. There's, there's no greater confirmation that what we're doing is correct. And, and there's, no other, there's no, no other feelings I ever desire in my life. I want to continue to serve the end. And so... You know, I've, I've been put through some of the greatest tests and the day I die, I want people to realize like that was his greatest testimony and, and, and I'll, I'll leave this earth totally cool. And if I do tomorrow, that's super cool too. Like I'm, I'm very much at peace with that. It's all about leaving that legacy, man. But I think the one thing we don't really 
we really like, once again, talking about things that are sexy and things that aren't. And the one person that we look up to, Gary Vee says it all the time. And I, I believe in it 100% too, because of my story is that journey that we are going on right now and the journey that we have in the past and what's going to happen in the future is already written for us. I believe that forever. I believe that, but our journey is the most fucking important part of our lives. And if we don't pay attention to that shit, we're never going to win. We're never going to be successful. And we're going to leave this earth one pissed off motherfucker. And if we don't understand that that journey is put there for a reason, like Jay, that happened for a fucking reason. But I bet that wouldn't have happened if your journey was different or if you decided that you didn't want that journey anymore. That happened because the of the path. Part that, is that you say that. Like I look back at those times in my life prior to choosing impact, right? Like prior to those fateful moments. And dude, I was a pissed off motherfucker. Hmm. Like I really was. I, I wasn't the happiest person to be around. I had no real direction. I had no real outlook. I, I mean, I had enough money to get by, but I wasn't having a ton of fun. And, you know, it's, it's really, I, I've never actually heard it put in those words. So I appreciate that because I, I really, I was a, an upset dude. And I've never, I've never connected that dot that I was just a, an angry fucking person. And I, you, you rarely guys, like people rarely see me upset today. Like it, it takes a lot to really get to me. Um, and 99% of the time, if I'm frustrated or upset, it's because I haven't figured out a way to compel the change that I'm trying to change to, you know, compel. Right. So like in, in a lack of compliance, I don't ever look at somebody that's deviating from what I tell them and, and say that they're wrong. I look at them and I'm like, man, why am I not delivering at a level that connects to them? And, and like, I hope every coach just heard what I, what I said. Right. Because when you look at your clients and you get pissed off and you say, you know what? Like, why isn't this motherfucker following his diet? Why isn't he following his training? Why is my business coaching client not creating the content that I want them to create? You need to go look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why are you not explaining it? Why are you not giving them the resources and the tools at a level that gives them the ability to actually comply? Because everything in my life, good and bad, is my own fault. The success I've created is because of my, of my own hard work. I can take that. All of my failures were not serendipitously placed into my life. I fucked up. The end. The end. And if I pass anything along to my daughter, who's two years old, it's just that extreme self-awareness. I want her to have responsibility. That's it. I want nothing greater for her than to understand that she is so capable, but also so responsible, and that she needs to set out to live a life of fulfillment. And everything, like those are the three things that fucking matter, man. Like she needs to go do what she really is called to do, but she also needs to understand along that way, all the success she builds is on her. It's not daddy handing down some money, right? right? And, and all of the things that she fucks up, Daddy will be there, but she did that. And daddy will remind her of that, that she did that. And dude, I love my mother to death. My mother was my greatest enabler growing up, right? Nothing was ever anyone's fault. And it's crazy because until I really like distance myself as an adult, I never had that realization that I was the one in charge. And I hope that every coach hears that message. Like, I don't care if you take anything else from what I say today, but I hope that like you take this notion of you, like, you know, it's like, it's like the great Invictus quote, 
I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Yep. Right. Like, like what, how could you say it any more apropos? You can't. It's, it's just such a hard truth, man. I feel you on that too. And I think that's a great thing that you're trying to instill in you. You will, excuse me, you will instill into your daughter and like, like your mother, you know, before you, my, my parents said the exact same thing. You know, they, the one thing that you actually told my father this not too long ago in the last couple of years, like we get real, really, really in depth over some uh, scotch, you know? So I always said, you know, I've always told my dad, he's a great father. You know, he's, he's always, but he's always been there for me. He's always done things. The one thing I wasn't taught was that it's okay to fall down. And it was just that one thing that I had, dude, I'm 38, man. I just figured that shit out like two, three years ago, you know, but it, it's, that's it. And how did I learn that is I've been on my own since I was 22, 23 years old. I had to fight tooth and nail. You know, I remember there were many a months with the fucking, with the heat turned off in the winter in the Midwest. Try that one out for size guys for a couple of months. It fucking sucks, but it's okay because Look at what I'm doing. Look at the conversation that we're having. It's that journey thing, man. It really well, fucking let me, is. Let me, let me take that to another level for you. And it's not just okay to fall. It's okay to admit that you fell. Ah, fast. Right? I am not even kidding you, dude. We're in May. Like, I don't know if somebody hears this a year from now. We're talking, we're, we're having this conversation in May of 2020, right? In February of 2020, so just three months ago, I... Bro, I spoke more truth from a stage than I ever have in my entire life. And it was the hardest thing in the world because I wasn't prepared to become an anointed leader, an anointed thought leader in a space that had touched me so deeply. I wasn't ready for it. And I thought as a leader, I had to be an image of perfection. And so what I shared was the perfect moments. And what I covered up were the falls. Now, don't get me wrong. I was falling all the time behind the scenes, but I never let the public see me fall. And I realized that everyone, like you said, needs to know it's okay to fall. And if I'm setting an example of never falling, how am I leading them to the belief that it's okay to fall? And how are they going to trust you when they do? How are they going to look at you and be like, what, what now? You've never taught me what's, what this is about. I went to the stage and before I could get a word out, it started bawling. It It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But let me tell you this, right? And let me, let me like tie it up in a bow for you. I had more people connect deeply with me that weekend. I had more people buy from me that weekend. And I built a greater sense of community than I've ever built in my entire life from sharing my failures Mm. and sharing the emotion that lived inside of my failures. And I think today, like I, I, I'm not a social media person, but if you were to go do like an analysis on like my social media from 2019 to 2020, you, you will understand that my vulnerability shines through more today than it ever has. And it's because I need to simply live by one rule. And that's just to tell you the truth. Right. And, and, and I've never intentionally lied, but I've also not always shared the truth. And, and when I can bring everything back to a truth, whether it makes me look like a dickhead, whether it shows me just being insecure, whether it shows my biggest flaws, if it ends my business, so be it. Right. Because at the end of the day, man, like impact over everything. And I need to lead with truth. 
And it's, it's really like, it's changed everything, man. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like that notion back in February, like anybody that wants metrics from a business perspective, I've grown over a hundred percent. And by the way, I was already doing a million dollars, right? So yes, we've added another seven figures to our business in just three months. And it was all because I was willing to connect inside of vulnerability. And, and dude, fuck the money. Imagine that on like your personal relationships, your spousal relationships, your children, your friendships, like your training partners. Like, fuck, man. Like, what if you extrapolate that and you now take it into those scenarios? Imagine the power that starts to show up in your life. Man, like that's, like that's the real transformational work that people need to be stepping into. I fucking love it, man. And you preach it all the time. The, you know, the mastery yourself. That's the first thing that we need to lay the foundation on, man. It really is. I, I tell that to all, all my clients, all my friends around me, all the people that call me just to see if they want to work with me. It's the same thing. I'm like, you know, loving yourself, the mastery of self. That's, that's square fucking one. That is the foundation of which this thing is built on. And if we start, if we don't do that, we might as well be building this fucking castle on wet sand. It's not going to work. It's going to work for a little bit of time. It's going to be sexy as fuck. You're going to be the biggest house on the block, but you're coming down faster than the other guy that's doing it the right way. And I think that's a big thing that we need to do is take a fucking step back, uh, admit our faults, admit all of that, and start loving oneself before we dive into something else that someone else told us that's better than what we're trying to do. If you don't love yourself, man, everything fails around you. Everything. Like you just said, take everything you just said positive, put everything in negative. Like I just, that's it. And your fucking life is turned upside down if you don't love oneself. So, dude, I think that's the most amazing thing. I never, I thank you for sharing that to the community yeah. and myself, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's not, I mean, again, like I, it's not something I've talked about a lot because it's, it's 90 days ago, you know? And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, and it really, it, it actually built us, we built a product, we recognize the power. And so, you know, we talk about coaching mastery and the system that that is, and, and it begins with the mastery of self. And, you know, I, I teach, I'm, I'm very fortunate, man. I teach hundreds of entrepreneurs at any given time. And I always start with who you are because I could teach you funnels. I could teach you sales scripts. I could teach you NLP, um, uh, anything. I can teach paid ads, like whatever. Like I, I've been in the game. I understand it. But I also know that if you're the same dickhead that's failing without those things, you're going to fail with them. And, and it's you that has to change. It's you that has to become better. You need to master yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror like I did. Like, bro, I sat, man, I, I, I told this story like one other time in my own podcast. I sat in a room with Sal Priscilla. I was interviewing him for my podcast, right? And dude, I asked him, I was like, man, like what was this big shift in your life? And he goes, I went and I looked in the mirror and I, I, I looked the motherfucker in the mirror. Like, like those words pierced me. And he goes, I realized that I was showing up as a fucking degenerate for my wife. I was absent from my kids and I was putting all my effort into work, but I was really just fucking sedating myself from the truth that I was a fucking piece of shit. Bro, he doesn't know it. He does now because we've had the conversation, but at the time he didn't know it. I spent the, le- the next 15 minutes fighting back tears because he described what I felt. It's not easy to become somebody of influence. And I, I, and again, I'm going to super openly acknowledge, number one, I don't think I'm that influential yet. I, I plan to be, but I don't think I'm there yet. And number two, I was not in any way fucking prepared for it. There's no school you go through that says like, hey, you're going to get thrust into the spotlight a little bit 
here's right. how you prepare. Like, bro, I didn't know. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, uh, you're not ready. And so you, you do what you think is right, but you become a selfish asshole in the fucking process. And, and bro, I've had this conversation with Andy. I've had this conversation with Sal. I've had this conversation with Garrett White. I've had this conversation with Scott Oldford. Like, I've had this conversation with the who's who's of the fucking gurus. And all of us, all of us share the same fucking turning point. And I'd be willing to bet any hyper successful person that's listening to this had a very similar point in their life. And I'd be willing, if you're not hyper successful yet, and you're looking to become successful, I would tell you, find this turning point. Hunt this fucking point down. Hunt down the moment that is so uncomfortable where you have to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are a fucking piece of shit and that you're a liar and that all the things that you've been quote unquote chasing are not true, but that they're really like components of sedation to the truth. Love it. And I, and I just like, and I don't say that to be an asshole. Like, look, when you like, when you find yourself in that moment, you look yourself in the mirror and you realize like, man, I've been a piece of shit. Like, I don't mean that as in like, you're a bad person. Cause you're not like, in fact, it, it all comes from love. I, I mean it wholeheartedly. Like I fucking love each and every individual that is on that pursuit and I can't wait to meet them and help them. But like when you can have that raw, honest moment of vulnerability, and you can look at yourself and you can be so just truthful. And then you can leave that moment when you can walk away with truth. Your whole life will change. Like, and I, I did this with 10 people 30 days ago. I literally, it's the first time I've ever done this. The first exercise I had them do was go get really quiet, look in the mirror for two minutes and just stare at the reflection and let all the thoughts penetrate. And the awakenings in those two minutes were insane. But the coolest part, I didn't have to pull stories or coerce stories out of them. They came into my group and they started sharing. But watch what happened. They didn't just share them with me. They went truthfully into the world and they shared them. Hmm. They went so truthfully into the world and shared them that their target clientele started standing up, raising their hand, knocking on their door and saying, save me. You just found me, hmm. which is insanity because if you look at the single biggest problem in the marketplace today, it's lead generation. Yep. And so if you have a lead gen problem, you probably have a truth problem. And so many people are afraid to look at that. We can solve lead gen in two real ways. One, you need to be massively relevant to your clients. And two, you need a level of omnipresence. Like, that's it. Those are the only two things that really generate leads. If you're relevant, what you do is relevant and your offer is relevant, that's the first step. People won't buy right away because they're scarcity-minded and that's okay. Right. But if you become omnipresent and those same stories and that same system of messaging starts showing up over and over and over again, and it touches them over and over and over again, the close is inevitable. Right. And it all started with that singular moment of self. The end. Right. I just, I think the world needs to, I'm going to rewind that and play that a hundred times before I, <laughs> right when I let you go, man. Cause I just think, I think it's so fucking like the evidence is there, 
And for some reason, we're just turning away from it. And I, because it's not sexy and it's not the thing that everyone needs to be doing, instead, instead of trying to fi- find that one sales funnel that does work, they'd rather dump 10,000 into it and hope and close your eyes and try to hit a fucking target with a dart instead of actually making it, making them the funnel themselves. And I think once you break down that barrier, like you said, the world opens up, man, and you find your real clientele, you find the real person without finding your real person yourself first, we're fucking lost. And I love, I love the fact that you, that you backed up a little bit and you said, you're not being an asshole when you say that. But if anyone that's listening to this, that will listen to this, that's in this community, listen to what he said, because if you call bullshit on what he just said, you're the exact motherfucker that needs to go do what he said. That's <laughs> so true. It's so true. And, and here's the reality. Like when you, when you reject something so like vehemently, right? Like when you're just so adamant that you're like, that guy's wrong. Like you kind of got to look and ask yourself, like, why is he so wrong? And, and it's, uh, it's really, you know, I worked with Garrett White and, and I love Garrett. Like to this day, dude, he's a fucking G. Like the guy is, is, a, is a fucking gangster. Like people don't understand how good he is. And I worked with him and then I had a brief time after where I didn't. And I actually went through that moment where I was the dickhead. And fuck Garrett, he's building a cult and this and that. And then I realized like, yo, like I actually needed those messages in my life more than I ever needed them like at those moments. So what you said is so on target. It's ridiculous. Um, which by the way, was just, it shows how great you are. Um, and so anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you're listening to a dude that fucking gets it, like it, you literally, like people won't understand unless they're like quote unquote woke. But if you're fucking woke, like they realize you just showcased power and like awareness on a level that very few human beings have. And bro, like that was super well done. Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, it's just facts, man. Like, it, this world is so crazy. And we live in this health and fitness space. And everybody wants it to be one thing. And what I love about it right now is there's a paradigm shift happening. And, and it's, it is slowly moving into a, a fundamental um, component of self. We, we ha- I had this conversation with Mike Milner and I uh, today. And I, I believe that low-level low level coaching is so commoditized it's going to become extinct shortly mm-hmm. i actually believe that like I, I think that the non how did i word it i worded it really well today but it's it's escaping me now anything that is like non intention based will right. lose right and so you have to be really clear on your purpose and you have to be really clear on what you're trying to cultivate and create and Six pack abs is never going to be sexy enough in any economy to win at scale. It will win low ticket. And, and honestly, there's probably a lot of coaches that can make six figures selling that. But if you really want to have impact at scale and you want to choose impact over everything, like you need to go a little bit deeper. And I think that a lot of coaches need to connect to that notion as well and understand like, what are you truly selling? And if you're selling six packs, like I respect you. I see you. I love you. I want the best for you but I also fear for you because I I think that that is a very slippery slope. It's definitely going to be a dying breed here very soon because you can almost see the turning of the tides with, if you follow NCI or Jason Phillips community, you will see it's not just he's presenting himself that he is getting busier. It's because the motherfucker is getting busier with every single one of his coaches that he has. And it's top notch, man. It truly is top notch. Um, I know 
I hate to cut this off, but I know you got a hard, hard, hard leave really quick. But if you could do me a huge favor at the end of every one of these podcasts, yeah. I'm still, I'm still kind of fighting back tears here, man. I apologize. I'm, I'm rambling, dude. I'm rambling. It's all love. It's all love. I, I always um, ask, I throw the guests on the hot seat. I ask yeah, them for, sure. this is going to be super easy for you. Three oh, impact, okay. three impactful things that you can leave this community with as soon as they hit stop on this podcast that they can use today. Top three, it could be nutrition, mindset, fitness related. I know we went down the mindset route today, which is fucking amazing because that's, that's what this growth podcast is all about. But if you can give yeah. three actionable items, my guy. Let me, um, let me go where no one expects me to go. So we'll start nutritional and number one, understand nutritionally speaking, everything like context is king. So anytime you hear a piece of nutrition advice, ask yourself, what context is this being spoken in? Um, and what context am I receiving it in? And it may change your perception. Um, it may change the application and it, it may actually give you what you've actually been, uh, looking for. Um, so that, that's my first, right. Is like, if you're looking in the nutritional world, understand that really what you're searching for is context, not tactical. Um, number two is tell the truth. Like, I, I feel like we hit on that and that's like, it's just a principle, man. Like, like it just fucking tell the truth, man. Um, number three, dude, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like here we are, it's May 20th. We're, we're all like, you know, before we hit record today, we're talking about coronavirus. We're talking about phase one, phase two, who's in charge, what's opening, blah, blah, blah. And like, and then I, you know, you scroll your social media. Like, I don't know if you follow like WWE, but like Shad Gaspar passed, um, you know, mm-hmm. we, you know, we saw Kobe pass this year. Um, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Right. Like fucking love deeper, give more, like love yourself more, understand nothing is impossible and just, just fucking be happy, man. Like chase fulfillment over success, please. With everything in me, bro, I've been a multimillionaire and I've been flat broke. And I can tell you the happiest I've ever been in my life was in the pursuit to multimillionaire because it was doing all the right things. At multimillionaire, I lost sight of that and I found I was chasing success. And so I've, I've reached, I've brought myself back to fulfillment and my life has changed. So tomorrow's not guaranteed. Right. So don't go to the grave an angry motherfucker. Absolutely. Preach it, man. Uh, Jay, where can everybody find you at? Where can they look up NCI and how can they get a hold of you for their level one? And what do you got going on in the works, man? Yeah. Um, we got a lot in the works to fuck uh, a <laughs> lot of backend stuff for NCI. Um, Got some cool partnerships. Actually, dude, literally right before this podcast, um, me and the boys from Mind Pump are working on a deal. Um, nice. we got some cool shit with them. But guys, the fastest way is at Jason Phillips is nutrition on Instagram. Um, in fact, if you heard me here, mention the show, hit me up. I'm gonna give you a discount on NCI. I will make it significant. Uh, bare minimum, I'll give you half off, but I'll probably do better. So uh, hit me up. Let me know you heard me on Anthony's show. Um, and I will take great care of you because I love this guy. He, he brought knowledge. Um, and, you know, listen, he just, he fucking schooled me on this podcast. So I showed up to, to record and I got fucking schooled. So I'm all about it, man. This is the way to do it. Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, community, Jason, thank you so much for being here. Community, thank you so much for being here. I always like to end it like this. Without you, I wouldn't be here. Without you, I wouldn't be a coach. Without you, I would never have met this motherfucker on the other end of this microphone, Jason Phillips. So Jason, 
Thank you so much for what you do in this community. Thank you for finally fixing this broken ass space. And I look forward to finally physically <laughs> having a glass of wine and a dinner with you pretty soon here, brother, when this quarantine is yeah, we'll all over. You're in Chicago and I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be up there pretty soon. So when it happens, uh, let me know. You, know, you know, I always go to Mastro's. So Mastro's is on me, brother. Hell yeah. Um, ah, that's awesome, man. So we're, we're there and we're doing it. So all right, big dog. Thank you so much, man. Later, homie. Well, there you have it, community. Another amazing <laughs> and awesome podcast. How awesome was Jason Phillips? Like, come on now, give it up really quick for Jason Phillips. So at the very end of that podcast, you heard a huge pause and like you heard Jason's water bottle and I was very silent. And the only thing that I said was, fuck you, Jason. That was actually me in that time turning away from the microphone because I was crying. And yes, he made me cry in my own podcast. <laughs> That's um, something that uh, has never actually happened before from my guests making me cry on my own podcast. Um, if you want to see the reaction between the two of us, there's a couple of times where we got so serious in our conversations um, that both of our eyes welled up a little bit. Go over on the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button over there so that you guys don't miss any episodes, as well as subscribe to this podcast channel as well so you don't miss anything. It's truly amazing to see that in person when you watch it instead of listening to it because you do miss a couple of things and our mannerisms and just really how intense the energy and the realness Jason has behind his eyes and the conviction that as he, when he speaks. It was truly an honor to be there face-to-face um, -face with him on a Zoom call because the, I felt the energy through the Zoom call. I can only imagine when you're in the same room with that dude. And um, it was truly amazing. I want to talk really quick about the three actionable items that he said. Number one, and in the nutritional space, context is king. What is what is the diet? What is the 30-day thing? What is the, the six-day ab thing? What is it actually saying to you? And remember that context is king. So make context over tactical. Understand the context of it before you go ahead with it. Number two is always tell the truth. Like, come on now, guys. Let's make this a principle in our lives. Please, let's tell the truth. In order to create impact, you have to tell the truth. Real simple here. Number three, guys, tomorrow isn't guaranteed to any of us. We don't know what's going to happen. So Jason's, Jason's goal for you is just to love more, love others more, love yourself more. And damn it, guys, choose fulfillment over success. As soon as you look at success as your goal, you lose sight of everything. You heard it from Jason himself. The happiest he's ever been is the journey up to becoming a millionaire. And when he was there, he looked at success too much and he lost track of what he should do and he fell back down. So guys, those three things, write those down, put them on a post-it note, put them on your wall, put them on your mirror. Read them every single day to yourself, man. Read it to somebody else. Pass this word on to someone else that needs to listen. And like always, guys, thank you so much for being here. I do have one more favor to ask of you. Please go over to the YouTube station. Please go over to the podcast channel. Please hit that subscribe button. You have no idea what it means to grow up through the ranks and to get this word noticed of all the awesome guests that I do have on here. Please help us out. Hit those buttons. Take a screenshot of your favorite part. Head on over to Instagram. Put it on your story. Tag myself, Everyday Anthony J, or tag Jason Phillips. And we will show you some love right back. And like he said, you guys want to get involved in the nutrition space. You need a mentor. You want to learn. You want to get your level one certification. Mention this podcast with me and Jason to Jason. DM, DM him. Email him. He's going to give you 50% off, if not better. 
That is what it means to create impact. Take advantage of this situation. Guys, like always, I love you. I love you. I love you. Peace and love always. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Tune in on Sunday for Coffee Talk. Thank you guys so much. Peace and love.